Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Wine Time with Peggy show, featuring Peggy Fiendaka, who along with her winemaker husband, Kurt Lawrence Dunham, owns and operates LDV Winery in Arizona. Hey everybody, today is a day, right? You know what it is? It is Wine Wednesdays with Peggy Day. Uh, we love this. If you're going to kick off a month, you might as well do it with wine. And that's the, what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about, well, vineyard update, because now I think Arizona is not how we feel when we <laughs> end up in the Pacific Northwest. I think Arizona's getting a little bit more sunshine. We're going to talk about cooking with wine, a new wine term that connects with that too. And Peggy's got a new recipe, so welcome back, Peggy. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's the new year, and uh, we're finishing up the, got through the first month and on to the second, so excited about 2024. How is the weather affecting? Because the weather's been wonky, and I heard like Tucson got a little dusting of snow and got real cold. And, you know, I we've been out and, you know, we actually drove through vineyards in an ice storm. And I'm going, oh, my God, Peggy and Kurt cannot look at this. You know, <laughs> what happens? Yeah. And so I was sitting there going, oh, my gosh. And actually, we were supposed to go do a barrel tasting in a, at a winery um, out in a near Portland area. And, you know, the way the storms were, it, it ruined the wine plans. And I think that is just disgusting. Right. Thank God for shipping. But, um, you know, there, there's something about being able to visit a winery or go to the tasting room. And but I was sitting there going, what about these poor vineyards i mean the ice then i think well they make ice wine so maybe because it's they're dormant they're okay what happens with these really cold temperatures and i've got to still i want to know about yours but you know right right well you know that our our vines are dormant this time of year and so we put them to sleep and they're now um taking a long winter's nap and uh unless it got really cold where we are um and i'm saying well below 32 degrees which it doesn't happen where we're at um then we might have some difficulty with losing some vines but our vines are are they can tolerate the the cold uh we haven't had any uh quite a bit of snow in the vineyard we have on the Cherokee mountains be behind our vineyard um we've had snow up there We've had quite a bit of rain. Um, That's on, good for Arizona, though. Yeah, we love the let it rain and it deep soak uh, in the vineyard. But um, no, we've hadn't we haven't had any difficulties with weather for us. Mm. Um, and of course, in the in the Scottsdale area, it's beautiful temperatures. I think it's in it's in the mid uh, high seventies today. Just a perfect Arizona winter day. As we record this, we're not in that temperature, but as it airs, we'll be moving on to warmer temperatures. So I'm I'm all good with that. But um, those poor vineyards, like, I mean, so, I mean, are they planting vineyard, like, are they planting grapes that can handle that? Because I mean, this, but ice is different than snow. I mean, this was a whole other thing that they were not used to. They get a lot of snow, but this, this is nuts. True. Now the ice and and uh, there's some precautions that vineyards will take when they know that maybe they're going to have some icy weather, you know, by running some irrigation through um, oh. the lines to um, could help mitigate it. But 
Yes, that frozen water hanging on the vines could be detrimental. Snow, um, water at this time of year, not so much, but um, Mm. that ice on on those vines could be problematic. As Nancy and I are driving by, we're like, no. I know it. (laughs) Hopefully they have the grape varieties that can handle those cold Mm. temperatures in the wintertime. You know, ours are Rhone varietals and they are, they're sun bunnies. They like the the temperatures that we have here in Arizona. It is wild because when you're driving by, there's icicles on the side of the mountains. There's frozen waterfalls. I'm not kidding. Nancy and I are like, oh my gosh. And then you think about, you know, the, the, all the, the farmers, the the agricultural side with what, that's why I love hearing these updates. So you guys were fine. You've got a little snow, but when does, you know, because, you know, you're getting sunshine in the seventies and that, mm-hmm. you know, the sun bunny land is coming through and you know, the bunnies are starting to come out in February, March. So when do you start to get, so would it be butt break for when the first leaves come out? Well, of course I'm talking about the Scottsdale being up in the seventies. We're still pretty oh. cold down at the vineyard. Really? Um, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's still um, quite oh, a mountains. Yeah. yeah. It's still in the, uh, it might get up to the fifties during the daytime at the vineyard, maybe, and then it cools off at nighttime, it'll cool down. But um, it's it's what we've done in the vineyard it, right now is we finished up our long pruning. I think I mentioned that previously. It's really thinning out the vines and, and mm-hmm. taking out those long um, uh, shoots, basically, off the, off the vine and dropping those, because we're going to start in March, um, doing the more uh, fine, final pruning of those vines that will allow us to determine uh, how many buds we want on every plant. And we haven't determined that yet. So what we'll do, what Kurt will do is then go through the vineyard uh, and take a look at the vines and buy, buy each of the grape varieties, begin to determine how many buds we wanna anticipate per per um, shoot or, mm. or per vine. And typically it's it's two to five buds that mm. we're looking for. And so we'll be doing that kind of final pruning in March. And uh, we're also end of February, March timeframe. And then we're also preparing. Remember I mentioned that we're going to be replanting. Yeah, in, yeah. In late March. So we have 1,200 plants coming uh, that we want to prepare for. So, you know, it's getting all the equipment ready, uh, things like grow tubes, the irrigation, et cetera, getting, uh, identify how many crew members that wow. we need to do that many plants, uh, planting. And So in other words, you can't just take February off. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a lot easier, but our poor uh, crew that was doing the pruning it was pretty cold out there, so they can only work a few hours at a time uh, in that oh, wow. cold weather pruning. It's a it's a rough job. Wow. Well, I know you guys, this is a busy time for the tasting room up in Scottsdale, too. So do you have events happening? Because I know you or do you do that in a different time frame or? We do. We're excited about February. We're doing um, Galentine's kind of events for the gals that maybe they don't have a partner or, or mm. a 
and they want to go get together with their gal pals and do something special for uh celebrate valentine's day so we have some specials for them we also um um i'm doing some events so we're doing a winemaker lunch for over 60 people uh, next Ooh. week, uh, first week in February. So that's um, going to be kind of crazy. A three, three course wine di- lunch with them. They're coming in. That's North- the perfect lunch. <laughs> right. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's going to be kind of crazy because Kurt and I do are doing all the cooking too on top of that. Oh, wow. But that, but I know that's good. You guys know how to cook. I'll, yeah. You know, you know how to pair the wine. We're going to be talking about that today right. too, but but do people, because I know it's such a beautiful time to get out in the desert in spring and people are getting back. I mean, there's all the sports events coming up right. in, as well. So, you know, corporate events coming through. Do you book like those kinds of dinners for people to say, hey, yeah. you know, can we bring our team here? Um, our boss needs a little loosening up. Take them to Peggy and Kurt. Right, right. <laughs> no, exactly. So I do a lot of team building kind of events. You know, our charcuterie making class. A lot of oh. corporate groups enjoy that. Um, also, I'm doing a upcoming a wine and cheese pairing event mm-hmm. for some um, gals that are traveling to Scottsdale uh, from all over the, the the country to get together in Scottsdale. So yeah, we can. You know, if you want to do a special event, just call me and I I'll make it happen at our place. Plus, we have the wonderful patio that is mm. in the heart of down. Old Town Scottsdale, and so people will sit out on the patio all afternoon and drink wine and watch patio drinking people. and sunshine sounds like my kind of yep. thing right now. Exactly. I'm in. I'm in. I'd like to, you know short sleeves, all of that. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, we're getting a lot of Canadians coming down. I um, can bet. <laughs> my phone doesn't know if I'm in Idaho or Canada right now, and I'm in neither. <laughs> Right. It goes by the temperature, I think. But, I, you know, it, it, the snowbirds are snowbirds for a reason. I get it, man. You, you want some sunshine. You want to feel that warmth. But one thing, too, you know, having these kinds of events, I think it's really cool for Scottsdale and for people to come in like, ooh, we have this unique experience. Um, exactly. You know, you can go to a tasting, which is fantastic, right, obviously. But to have these kind of experiences, even if it's only a few of you, like what is the minimum for that because travelers really want that kind of thing for people you know for for people wow. two couples give me a call we can do a special wine and cheese pairing or every day you can come in and do your our wine and chocolate pairing and uh, our wine Ooh. concierge can walk you through that and you don't even need to have a reservation unless you're more than six people and Ooh. um you know we're like i said we're in the heart of old town so there's just so much going on in the area that mm. um, it's the destination place. I mean, you from the the Western Museum, which is unbelievable, and you can have that kind of Western experience to uh, Native American. There's an incredible Native American um, art gallery in, in Old Town right near us. And, of course, um, just the museums all around mm. us are incredible, as well as the art gallery. So, yeah, you spend yeah. A, a fun weekend you know, right by us in Old Town. And I, I'm glad we're talking about this because it makes sense for, you know, just for Valentine's week or, you know, right. that month, right? Yeah, there's so much. We, we have, have the also, long weekend too, you know, right. the long and weekend. And 
Right. And we have uh, in uh, the uh, Arabian Horse Show, which if people Ooh. are horse lovers out there, mm. you, you if you have not done that, you got to come to the horse show. It's always around um, Valentine's Day um, is when it's, it's, I think, 10 days in that time frame. Mm. Of course, you, we have the, the golf tournament coming up, which is absolutely incredible. The uh, wow. Waste Management Golf Tournament. A lot of fun to go to that. And baseball starts in February and, and uh, goes through March. And so there's just a lot to do. Um, we have destination shopping. That's incredible. And we have a new Caesars opening, opening up right by us. And yeah. You guys are busy. It's hopping. It's, it's hopping. It is well, a destination. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned chocolate and cheese. And so everyone in the show notes, we just put a chocolate guide together because February is chocolate month, right? Yes. And I did this. I don't know. I went down a rabbit hole of chocolate a page. All You know how many? There are chocolate holidays for every month. I oh, went, wow. No, no. It's insane. So anyway, we've linked in the chocolate guide your uh, chocolate uh, pairing tips. But in, in the show notes, everyone, look in there. You're going to see a link to uh, Peggy's tips on cooking with wine, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to also have the link in there for her chocolate and wine pairing tips. And I think we're going to do we have to put the charcuterie cheese in there. I think we might have to because people may do this for Valentine's Day. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Okay. No, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Mm. So cooking with wine, you have this really good wine term today. And so it goes with cooking and um, it, and it, and it doesn't. Right. Maceration. You know, a lot of people oh, have heard boy. maceration when it comes to cooking, but maceration is also a wine making term. It's hmm. basically when we leave the grape juice together with the skins, the stalks, the seeds, and allow the extraction of the, um, of those, the color. Remember the color of the grape juice comes from the skins and uh, so we're we're extracting color. And of course, it increases the tannins because the tannins also are derived from the skins. But it is also concentrating the flavor of the grape juice. Okay. So maceration is a um, wonderful wow. way to really to get the most flavor out of the grape juice. Same mm -hmm. thing with cooking. You've probably heard of maceration when you're thinking of cooking and it's particularly with fruit you know mm -hmm. i love to make a chocolate dessert and mm. then serve it with macerated berries Ooh. Um, so what you're doing is you're you're um, softening or breaking up those berries with a liquid and wine is a perfect i was gonna say a little bit of wine or yep definitely Ooh. a little bit of wine a little sugar is a great way to macerate those berries. And what you're doing is concentrating those flavors in the fruit or the vegetables and softening that um, so that the, the flavors marry together. And hmm. uh, so, yeah, macerated berries oh, uh, topping over a chocolate is just. Incredible. Okay. Why are you doing this to me right now? I'm like, <coughs> I'm, I'm a little bit on the hungry side, but then it's now I'm in the chocolate mind. I'm like, okay, just who, who cares about dinner tonight? Let's just have chocolate. Now, when you're <laughs> macerating those berries, like you can do cherries, you, can do, you know, all of that. Right. But, and you're talking about wine. Now, your tips, you talk about cooking 
your 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 food your if you're gonna cook with wine, do what you're gonna drink at the table. Right. Or what you're drinking as you're cooking. <laughs> right. But but the berries would it be the same rule? Yeah, you don't want you don't want to um macerate with something that you wouldn't drink. You know, so you want mm. and you don't want something because the sweetness, you're trying to pull out the sweetness of the berries or the vegetable or whatever you're you're macerating. You don't want a sweet wine to do that. So you okay. want a dry wine to potentially do that. And you don't necessarily have to have a red wine. It can be a white wine, but hmm. a dry white wine to potentially do that. Hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, maceration. What's great about cooking with wine, I think, it, you can cook with wine in a variety of techniques. So mm -hmm. you can roast, make marinades. You can use wine for sauces or gravies. You can bake with wine. You can deglaze a pan with wine. Or you can mm -hmm. add wine to um, a wa water. So, for example, have you ever added, like, red wine to your pasta water? Mm. And then added your, your pasta. It'll pick up. The flavors of really? the wine. Yep. So you can replace yeah. water with wine in some of your dishes if you want to add more flavor to it. Is that what, you know, chicken marsala? I, I, oh, I do love a good chicken marsala. Like it's got to be good. Like when it's yes. good, yeah. it's off the hook. Now, do they use wine in that? I always thought they use like a white wine in there or not. No, they use, they use wine, marsala wine. That's marsala oh, is that's wine. The, uh, okay. I think yeah. you told me about this a few months ago now yeah. that I think of it. Yeah, yeah. because it's but, good. Yeah, and the key with that is you do, it's easy to overcook it. And so the mm. chicken is tough. So the key is making sure that the chicken is really wonderful and moist and, mm. and ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you can also, um, for example, I buy those chicken, um, roasted chickens from the grocery store. Oh, yeah, yeah. Times, right? And I use that chicken in a lot of different ways. Um, so maybe the day after, I might want to rehydrate that chicken mm -hmm. before I use it, maybe to toss in a pasta or something like that. I'll rehydrate it in wine. And, and you know, mm. instead of just to kind of add more flavor to the white meat or the, the meat that's left in there. So mm. you can use it in that way, too. So Okay, now how about this? Let's toss out the store-bought salad dressing because we know it's got a bunch of stuff you're not supposed to have, right? right? So people make their own. Well, why don't we just use wine instead of vinegar and get on with it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. We do. Like, for example, for my uh, my winemaker lunch that I mentioned, we're doing a first course of a salad with a uh, Viognier vinaigrette. Mm. Um, so our, it's our dry white wine. And with a lot of, a lot of herbs, um, and what we turn that into a vinaigrette. So, mm. you know, you have to, um, like I'll add a little honey to add a little bit of sweetness to it because it's a really dry white wine. Okay. And that with the, uh, you know, really nice olive oil and then mm. the herbs and salt and pepper. And Ooh. it makes a wonderful, wonderful. Mm. Because what the wine brings to the, the salad dressing is that acid that you yeah. want, right? So um, think about wine as an acid that you're adding into. Instead of the vinegar. You're just, 
but it's wine and that's better. It's now fine. you tell us that when you're cooking with wine to cook off the alcohol. So now with salad dressing, you're getting the whole thing. So yeah, I'm yeah. just saying it's all good, but you don't want to serve the salad dressing to your kids. That's, or maybe you do if they need to go to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm just kidding everyone. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to cooking, you say to, to make sure that you do cook off the, the wine. So and get the alcohol to evaporate, right? Otherwise it's going to. Correct. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's the length of time that you're cooking the wine um, mm-hmm. is uh, if there, there's going to be some residual alcohol left unless you're cooking something for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So there will be a little bit of residual alcohol left in, in mm-hmm. whatever you're cooking, but it's the length of time you're cooking, the temperature you're cooking it at. Um, and just like anything, when you're you're concentrating the flavor, so as you're as you're cooking with wine, you know it, it's um, reducing, and so those mm. flavors are concentrating. Okay, now you have a recipe for salmon, so tell right. everybody about this because you know when we think even about date nights, salmon is light, right? So it's something right. very. Like you don't want a heavy meal over Valentine's. And when people start doing, let's go out for the big steak and everything. Well, then that evening might not go off the way you want at the end. (laughs) And you want your dessert. You want your uh, chocolate dessert. And tell everybody about the dessert wine, because that's what you want for Valentine's night, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the recipe is wine poached salmon. So Mm. again, that's a way to use wine as, as a poaching liquid. And so um, this calls for vignette, but you can use any other dry white wine and create your own bouquet garni, you know, Mm -hmm. with a, 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 I like to use a piece of cheesecloth and then use fresh herbs like rosemary and thyme and parsley and a bay leaf and oregano, tie it up in your, your um, um, little bouquet garni and then float it in the wine the three cups of wine so that it um, picks up the flavors of the herbs before you put your salmon in there. So you're, you're creating that bouquet of flavor in the wine. Then you put your salmon, excuse me, you remove the bouquet garni because it's already received all the flavors into the Mm -hmm. wine, put your salmon in the pan and it'll start and you baste it, you know, poach it. Yeah. So spoon the, um, so it's skin side down and you're spooning. No, the... it's one spoon in my mouth, one yeah. spoon on this, on this <laughs> But you can pour yourself a glass of wine while you're doing this. You're allowed exactly. to put some nice music on. If you're making this for you and your lover, you know, <laughs> put some nice music on, get in the move, have that wine, and then you can start spooning. <laughs> That's <Sorry>. right. That's <laughs> right. You can spoon later. Yeah. 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 But, you yeah know, so, but this is good. That's good information. And then if, if, if there's some of that um, poaching liquid left after you've taken the salmon out no. to rest, if there is, or, yeah. or if, if you want to put a little bit more wine in it to scrape up any of the, the bitsies on the bottom of the pan, yeah. and then add a couple tablet tabs, not tablets, tabs of butter, and Ooh. make a nice little sauce and squeeze some lemon in there to make a oh. little pan, pan sauce to drizzle mm. over top of that salmon it's absolutely wonderful and then of course drink the vignette with it yeah how is the vignette we want to nancy and i feel like personal ownership on your vignette now after 
Yes, you should. You yeah, absolutely after the should. Tasting, I mean, the barrel, I mean, it, it, how are they doing? <laughs> They're doing great. They're doing great. I think we're releasing one in March. So oh, we'll send wow. you some wherever you're going oh. to be. So. I'm, we're just going to come right back. You yes, know? please do. Live in the vineyard. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we exactly. Hang out. You guys gave us good luck for seeing bears, but that was special to have that tasting and and just it'll be exciting to hear the difference. You know, yeah, 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 of of how it is. So vignette would go well with that, you say. So I think so. Dessert. We've got the chocolate, right? But tell everybody about the perfect ideal wine to close off the night especially if you want some naughty new news oh yes we have a wonderful it's called epilogue you know mm-hmm. and it's it's a, a it's a um a late harvest dessert wine so think of it like it's port like but mm. it's um one of those wonderful wines it's so smooth it goes down so easy and then you go to stand up, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, it, it hit me because it's 18% alcohol um, and low residual sugar, but it's just a wonderful sipping kind of wine, makes a wonderful dessert. So you may really want to be doing this while you're cooking at home and have an in-home kind of. Correct. Correct. Atmosphere. Exactly. Yep. You want it, an epilogue to the evening. Uh, yes and uber's (laughs) gonna be busy anyway so you know exactly do it that way i love that i love that and people are gonna love i think the salmon like you were saying is so good but i feel like we could do the same thing with like a chicken breast too oh absolutely you know a lot Mm -hmm. of people do use wine in stews i i don't know if you've ever had coco ven or you know you can do coco ven which is basically a, a a stew that's made with wine and and uh, basically chicken um, that's stewed with with carrots and and mm. you cook it along you roast it a long time and it just falls off the bone and it's just a wonderful rich um, stew but you can also do that with a white wine too and make a cocoa rouge just mm. with, a, with a white wine. Um, again, roasting it, wonderful way. Of course, everyone knows you can use wine in marinades because of the acid helps break mm. down tough meats. So if you have a tougher kind of uh, meat that you maybe you're going to grill, you'd want to use a red wine to uh, to marinate mm. in. Um, you can also, you know, if you have leftover wine, here's a tip. Um, put it in ice cube trays. And so that you have little um, cooking, you know, yeah, for adding to a sauce or adding to, you hmm. just pull it out of the freezer when you need it and melt it in your sauce. Um, you don't want to, a lot of people say, well, what if my wine was bad? Can I use it for cooking? No, if your wine was bad, it was bad and it needs to be thrown away. But if you yeah. have left, if, exactly, just, just <laughs> that's a sad thing, but it happens. But if you have leftover wine that you did, you just didn't drink mm. and you're not going to get to it, um, put them in those ice cube trays and save it for cooking. Talking. I know. <laughs> I You've about. never seen it at your home. I know that. It's, but, it's like, yeah, I see that. Where, yeah, I've seen it in people, but like I go, that is why? not a problem. <laughs> no, it, because, you know, 
But I think cooking with wine is something really a special, it's a special way. It kind of makes what you're drinking and the dish all kind of unite into one big, wonderful experience. So absolutely, I'm for that. I'm for that. So, but it sounds like we're going to go through a whole bottle, you know, three cups starting to sound like a whole bottle to me. Right, right. So don't just buy That's one That's a little bottle. sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You can't take, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm rationing. I don't want to be rationed on wine. <laughs> you can use a cheaper bottle of wine to cook with, but make sure that it's similar to what you're going to be drinking. So yeah. make sure it's a, uh, you know, a, a dry wine. And mm. um, you don't want to cook with an oaky wine. So okay. one, because um, that will um, turn the, it won't have a pleasant flavor uh, that you oh, we might don't want that. No, no. So you want to have a dry wine that's not on a lot of oak. Okay, so more of the stainless steel kind of. Correct. Or neutral oak barrel, that type of thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, otherwise you're going to have two different flavors going off on each other, and you never know what's going to happen in your pan. They might not like each other anymore. That's right. That's right. We don't want that. We 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 want want everyone to be happy. We want everyone to play nice and taste good in the mouth. (laughs) Well, I'm glad the vineyard's doing good. I'm glad that your vineyard is not where we saw all that ice because we were just, we were both horrified going, oh, these poor farmers, you know. Um, And that's the thing, you know, as, as, you know, with what you do, you know, not only being a winery, but actually growing and doing the viticulture, right? Right. You've got to feel for everybody when they go through something like that. It's kind of like, no, (laughs) you know, because it's, you know how much work they put into absolutely, you know? yep. And, and we know Kurt it. goes and sings to all the vines and goes, "Okay, do you want two or five buds?" And yep. sings to him, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. They'll <laughs> get me later on that. But Peggy, uh, always fun having you on the show. Everyone, ldvwinery.com. Uh, go see them in Scottsdale, and then um, also you can go uh, through Harvest Host and camp there too. So that's also at the at the vineyard, right? Yes. Is that year round? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Just depends cool. on if we're there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We can't wait for next month. Hey, and it's Women's Month and Women's History Month, right? Yes. And Arizona Wine Month next month. So March is a big deal. And my birthday. So, oh, <laughs> see, she already made history just like that. See? <laughs> well, that's awesome. really important. All right. You take care. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Wine Time with Peggy show. Keep up with LDV Winery at ldvwinery.com. Keep up with Big Blend Radio at bigblendradio.com.